Welcome to the Five Freedom Show. My name is William Wood. And my name is Christian Vesterfeld. And we're here to help you find the freedom that you've long deserved. We believe that there are five basic freedoms that every human being deserves. We believe that these five freedoms can be cultivated. We're here to entertain you. We're here to inform you. We're here to help you take your life to the next level. So if you're ready to have some fun, if you're ready to learn something new, then go ahead and crank up the volume because we're ready to rock and roll. Welcome back to the show. William Wood here, your host. I'm here with Chris and Susan Beasley, who are just outside of of London. I think we've known each other now for almost two years, if my memory serves me. Was it Denver? A bit longer, Yeah, a bit longer, I think. Has it been longer than two years now? Yeah. That's amazing. So we met. They are some of the best coaches and consultants that I've had the chance to get to meet. And they have some really high-level material that we'd like to share with you today. And we're just going to have a little conversation here back and forth. And they're right now, I think, just coming back from Curacao, where they were at a high-level mastermind, and they were featured speakers there at a business conference. And so we're going to go ahead and just take as much of the great information that we can from them so that we can deliver it to you. So that wherever you are building your business in whatever phase you're in, I'm confident that by the end of today, you'll have some information that can really be immediately applicable to your situation and where you're at. So with that in mind, um, why don't you guys tell a little bit about your story, how you came to do what you're doing today, and just tell us a little bit about the journey. Okay. Be an absolute pleasure. But before we do that, what I want to say is as you're listening to this, you are so lucky because when we first started moving away from our traditional business, which Chris and I will share with you in just a moment, we had nothing like this. Everything we needed to know, we literally had to go and find out about. So think yourself very, very lucky to be getting this kind of information from Will today. Yeah, so what's our background? Well, you can't see us, but we will, we will tell you that we are in late 50s, early 60s. So that gives you some idea. And we've been online, working online for about four and a half years. So that will tell you that we actually didn't come across, we didn't make a switch to working online, working on the internet until we were in our mid to late 50s. Wow. So why did we do that? Well, our background is we're accountants and management consultants, and we've been, we've been entrepreneurial, if you like, for probably, well, I don't know. My first business was 1985, and I think Susan's was just same. before that. Yep, so a good, a good few years. But we, we started together, I think it was in 1994, we started a consultancy business working for small businesses, accountancy and consultancy. And we were showing and helping businesses um, grow and develop. And using our business skills, we were helping them uh, to, to basically build a business that was that the owner wanted. Now, there was two, two sort of basic flaws with that model, if you like, I can say with hindsight. One is that one is that uh, we were working time for money, 
And I can tell you that, you know, we got we, we had a successful consultancy business. So we but we were working six or seven days a week. Wow. Just just to keep the clients happy, you know, because when you have when you run a business and you've got integrity and and, and you know, you want to do a really professional job and you know, I, I know that you guys out there you're listening to this and you all feel the same. You know, if you if you're if you've got a consultancy business, you've got a coaching business, you've got a training business, whatever it is that you're doing, you absolutely want to provide the best training, the best value that you can and do the best job that you can. And that was no different to us. The challenge we had was that, you know, we were literally running out of time and we wanted to we had some things we wanted to do in our lives and that all they all involve freedom of some sort, freedom of time. You know, money to us wasn't the problem. It was absolutely no time. And so towards sort of, I suppose, 2009, we were, we were still working for our clients and we were, we were actually investigating the internet because we were looking for ways for our clients to be able to use the internet to market themselves because like most small businesses, and we tended to specialize in the veterinary profession, um, most of them had a website but no clue what to do with it, no clue how to generate leads, no clue how to generate sales, no clue how to generate a brand online. They just didn't have a clue. So that was how our our first investigation, I guess, started. We just started to go on Google and, you know, Google sort of, you know, internet marketing training. And we started to do that. And what we actually found was that there were people who could actually show you how to build a business online. And we thought, well, okay, we didn't, wasn't aware that it was there, but once we found out that it was, it was there, it was sort of, you know, tucked away because at that point it was not really of any relevance to us. Um, but that sort of brings us on to the second point that I mentioned earlier on when I said, you know, there were two problems with our consultancy. One was that we were working time for money um, and that we didn't have any time. And the second, and the second, I think, really was that we were just unable to do the things that we wanted to do. Now, actually, there is a third one you might like to just tuck away in your head as I mention it, and that is pension. You know, we were like most small self-employed businesses. Pension was something that was going to happen in the future. Right. Um, and whilst you, you make an attempt and you put a small amount aside for your pension in the future, when you get into your mid-50s, all of a sudden you're going, well, hang on, this pension thing is slightly to become a little bit more important. Now, We'd just to give you a little bit of background. We decided we weren't going down the traditional pension route of insurance policies and all that stuff and annuities. We were going to invest in property, so we did that, and we did it with some success. Um, we went and learned. We spent a lot of money on a training course, learned how to do it properly, and we bought some properties. And of course, then two thousand and eight came along. Two thousand and eight, and there was the big crash worldwide, and of course. Our properties, instead of becoming this little pension nest egg, became rather like a millstone. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are many people listening to this who could, who can probably relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, 
so you know they were starting to cost us rather than benefit us so you know we had to continue working and we had to find another way now we found another way eventually by we decided we were going to build a business online now like probably most people when they make a significant change in their life there is a trigger you know there is just something that tips you over the edge and you just say we've had enough of this we're going to do something different and for us we'd we'd booked our first two week skiing holiday in about six years haven't we because we're absolutely passionate about skiing we love skiing and we booked our first two week holiday uh, christmas and new year and it had been booked for a couple of months and we thought right okay really looking forward to this and we got to october um, and one of our larger clients said to us, you know that computer system we've been planning for the last two years? Well, we've decided we're going to go ahead and we want to get it in by the end of January, early February at the latest, which meant our two-week holiday had just gone out the window Yikes. because we were, we were going to have to manage and, uh, uh, and uh, make sure it all went smoothly. And so it might seem a, a, a very silly thing, but it was the one thing that just tipped us over the edge and we just said, right, okay, we have to find a way out. We're not doing this anymore. So that was really, as Chris said, that was the uh, change for us in our life. And boy, was it the best change we could ever have made because having done that kind of research and taken our consultancy coaching skills um, with us, we could just have a new business online. So that's exactly what we did. And we set about finding all of the best marketing education that we possibly could. I mean, we studied and we studied and we studied and and we implemented and we implemented and we started to build a very successful business online. And now, basically, our there, business... There was another ingredient, wasn't there? There which, was. Which was our mentor. Yes. One of the things that we did do before we started was we went and found a mentor or a coach, you know, just like we were mentoring or coaching small businesses, just like Will does exactly the same. You know, he's a coach and a mentor. And we had to have somebody to follow because, you know, accountants and management consultants don't do internet marketing. It's just a, it's just a fact of life. It's a big, it's a big shift. Mm -hmm. And so we had to go and find somebody who'd been there and done it and was prepared to help and guide us. And our mentor was 27 years old. Right. Bearing in, bearing in mind, we were mid-50s. <laughs> So, so half, half the age, but had the skill. So let me ask, this is a good question. As we have people out there and their listeners that are in all different stages of their businesses, what, what is your criteria for looking for a good mentor? Um, Ooh, oh, no, that's a really good one. That's, that. a, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think certainly... Well, age doesn't matter. Yeah, age, age is not relevant. Um, but I think... Certainly, they have to have to have done what you want to do. That's got to be the first criteria. They have to have done what you want to do. With the internet nowadays, whereabouts in the world they are is not really that relevant. 
as long as you can handle different time zones. You know, we're, we're sitting here talking to each other. Um, you know, we're in London and you're in the States. You know, we're, I don't know, 5,000 miles apart, but does it matter? It doesn't well, matter. It, and I, I'm guessing there's probably about nine hours difference between us. Probably. Um, six, I think six, it is. You're yeah. central, aren't you? Central I, time. I am uh, mountain time. So. Oh, you're mountain, you're mountain time. Yeah, oh, you're it's, mountain. Nine, it's nine hours then, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, the first thing, the first thing is, is they have to have done what you what you want to do mm-hmm. and successfully to be honest um i think secondly you have to you have to is, be able to establish a good relationship with that person or people because you know i guess we've all been in the situation where you've had a boss if you like that you've had to work for but you can't stand him or her Sure, <laughs> you know, and and so it's it's a very similar, not a similar relationship in terms of boss and employee, but it's a similar relationship in terms of you have to be able to work together. So you know, for for us, before we took on the men, our young mentor at the time, um, we spoke to him. We had a long conversation with him. What can you offer us? You know, we can see what you've done. Um, how long is it likely to take? Because everybody has different criteria for what they're trying to achieve. And I think it's important that your mentor is able to bring your uh, your expectations into line. And you can have that conversation about expectations before any mentoring uh, actually starts or takes place. And I think that's really important. You have to you have to understand what your expectations are and then talk to your potential mentor about what his or her expectations are to make sure that they're that they're compatible because quite often in our experience we found that people you know if let, let's talk about a sort of to put it in I'll put it in a financial term so that just to just to illustrate is that some people may say, okay, I want to earn an income online of $20,000 in a, a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do it in three months, but I'm only prepared to invest $100 in my business. You know, it just isn't, the expectation just isn't going to work. And little or no time. <laughs> yeah. So it's all, so, you know, there's got to be a, a there's got to be a working balance. We there. know, we know you're not like this if you're listening to this. Um, we're just using that as a, as an example um, to show you the kinds of things that can happen if you don't seek out the right kind of person to work with who's actually going to help you manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. And although they're not going to be there sitting on your shoulder, uh, watching your every move, um, you will have tasks to achieve in your business, uh, whatever you agree between your your coach and yourself, um, that they will expect you to go and do. You are like an accountability partner for them, but they're not going to be watching to make sure you no. do every single thing. And actually, I find personally having men, we've got mentors, well, you're one of our mentors. We have mentors all over the world for different things. And we always know they're not going to be sitting there chasing our tails saying, Chris and Susan, have you done this? But they know because we have that investment and that relationship that we're going to do the work and you know we're going to do that work. 
Yeah, I mean that, that. So I think so. So we've covered expectations. We've covered that they're capable of teaching you what you want to know. Um, and I think that the, the third one is, is time frame from your own from your own perspective. You know how much time have you got to invest in the mentoring program, and does it relate? Does it match with with what the mentor is offering? And I think the other thing is probably. Um, I'm just trying to think how to how to explain this. I think the other thing is making sure that, and I've totally lost my train of thought now. This is an age thing. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it'll come back to me in a minute. Um, but I think you know the the other thing there is that it's not just time, but it's it's your ability to be able to want to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Your belief that you can achieve it, I think, is is important. Because if you don't believe, you can do it. I mean, you came up with that perfectly. I was about to say it's, it's a mindset shift. It, it really is. If you don't believe um, that, that, that the end result that you've agreed in your relationship is achievable, you're not going to achieve it. Uh, you have to have that absolute faith. And I don't mean a religious faith, I mean a faith in your abilities to follow the task through and do what what you've agreed that you're going to do, because you can. Yeah, we we were faced with that. We've already said, you know, we did numbers and um, stuff, not marketing. I mean, let me give you a very great example. When we first started online, as Susan said, we were numbers people. And things like WordPress and that didn't exist four and a half years ago. I mean, it seems strange because they've always been around, but believe me, they didn't. Oh, seriously, I'm going to say that's for making websites because some some people might not even know what WordPress is. So I don't want to put it's, this terminology in without it's, explaining. It's a website. It's a website builder, if you like. But um, when we first started, our mentor said to me, he said, where do we start? And he said, well, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to build yourself a website. Because you need to have a home online, you need to have a place where people can find you, find out about what you do, find out what what you stand for, what products you sell, etc. So I said, fine, okay, how do I do that? I've never built a website in my life. He said, well, you go and get this piece of software, download it, put it on your computer, watch the videos, do what it says. That was my mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> so, which... which which was spot on because, sure. you know, we got this relate. He wasn't going to build it for me. He wasn't going to watch the videos for me. He wasn't going to show me how to do it. He just said, you go and do this. And so we went and did it. Go figure it out, right? This is this yeah, is the direction you need to go. Go figure it out. Yeah, he'd, get, he'd given us the basics. He'd given us mm -hmm. the tools to do. He told me where to get the training, and then I just had to do it. Mm hmm so that that was what happened. Um, you know, it became a little bit difficult when I uploaded it to the web, to the internet, and Susan said she didn't like the colour or she wanted a picture moved or something. You know, it, I we, see. we had a little bit of a challenge, but you know, but but that was the point. You know, mm -hmm. the stuff that we've got today, the tools that we've got today, didn't exist, and so you know, today I wish I was starting today with the knowledge I had sort of back then it would be it would be it well, would be fun. a lot of people who are listening are just starting today so let me ask you if we have a brand new coach or maybe he's a coach who's been coaching marketing in a local market and he's looking at broadening out and moving from more of a sales-based model into a marketing-based model for attracting new people in what are the first steps that you would recommend that this new coach new consultant new small business owner take to start to get their brand out there 
Okay, oh, so so yes. there's there's one thing that I'm going to start with. They have to be open to change. Yep. Okay, and that is and no, it sounds a silly thing to say, but <clears throat> it's absolutely crucial because you know from our experience, particularly working with with you know coaches, consultants, and small businesses that we have done for years and continue to do even when we're online, even though we're now online full time, um, is that. You tend to find, this is a, a good example, you'll find that you're, you'll look at their website, their corporate website or their business website, and you'll, and you'll say, well, okay, so when we look at this, we've got no video, it's very corporate, we've got no way of collecting leads or people's information, we're not giving them any value, so it needs to change. And then you find the owner says, oh, yeah, but that website was built by my son five years ago. <laughs> and, and this has happened. So. Or, they, or they've hired a website designer and paid a lot of money and have um, a great connection with it because of that. And that is really hard to let go. Um, so that is one thing I'm going to say is if you, you are, if it's suggested to you that that's not the right model for you moving forwards into a more sales and marketing driven business then you have to take the advice um, because it's being given to you with the very best of intentions for your future profitability and and you need to do something about it um, i would say are, are we talking generally about um uh single solopreneurs solo yeah yeah a yeah. lot of a lot of solopreneurs or people who maybe a, you know, they have a business partner, but we're not talking about huge corporate okay. groups here. We're talking about a solopreneur, meaning someone who's gone into business. They are the janitor. They are the CEO. They are the one who outsources the website design. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, basically, they are now the face of their business right. online, and mm -hmm. that is what they're going to have to develop. Um, they may have a great back-end business, whatever their skill and talent is and from what which they make their money, their income, their profit. But they need to be very you forward facing. So they need to become somebody that that whatever their field is, that their clients, their customers, their future customers are going to want to love to work with. And they're going to have to work on themselves, their image and their image marketing. You probably know it as branding. Um, I don't love the word branding because it means so many things, different things to different people. When we mention branding to some of our clients who like yours, they're solopreneurs, they think about spending thousands upon thousands um, with a branding consultant who's going to um, do their hair change the way they look, change their whole philosophy, um, and maybe even their business model. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about um, a way of showing your future customers that you're a really nice person, someone to be trusted, someone who has their well-being at heart. And all that comes across in the different kinds of marketing that you're going to do. This is what we absolutely love. And we can tell you 100% plus it works. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got this solopreneur and he's open to change and he needs a website. So yeah. what, what kinds of things would you be looking for in a website to make sure that it's 
And obviously it's going to change a little bit depending on the type of market that somebody's in, but broad guidelines, what would you recommend that somebody have on their website? I mean, certainly, you know, we, we have to really go back to basics here and, and these are business basics, not necessarily online basics, but you know, people buy from those they know, like, and trust. And it doesn't matter whether you're buying your car or your weekly groceries at the local supermarket or whatever. There is a reason or series of reasons why you go there and, and, and you buy. Normally, it's to do with the people. Right. And that's no different online. It just becomes harder online because you're having less physical physical meeting with your potential clients or people who are looking for you because nowadays people use technology a lot we use the internet to find things that we want to buy um you know even if it is a physical coaching or you know maybe like a dentist or something like that you know, something, doesn't matter yeah, what it is something physical we still search online and do the research online so so you have to have a presence that a is able to be found and that's sort of a totally different subject altogether because that's marketing but you know you have to have a presence that people are going to go oh right okay i'm going to listen to this person or i'm going to watch this person and the biggest benefit that you have nowadays of working online is video it is absolutely 100 percent the way to go now people will say i don't want to be on camera you don't have to be on camera, but I'm going to suggest strongly that if you are a solopreneur or you have a small business where you work with people specifically a lot of the time, then you should be on camera. Just get over it. Even if you're ugly, be on camera. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, the biggest thing people say to us is, oh, I don't like how I look or I don't like how I sound and we say well yeah but you. you you look and sound just like that right now because you're talking to me and, and your clients come to you right now and do they mind no they love you so you you've got to get that that type of connection that you have now in your business over to your potential customers just by being you and actually I'm going to say it doesn't need to be video necessarily it can be audio just like we have on this interview today um, just right. hearing somebody's voice if it, it builds that trust it, you suddenly know there's a real person behind this thing on the internet and that's you know that's the best way i can describe a website it should be a living model um but it is it is you know when people first find it they want to find that little connection um i would say a blog definitely a blog um because you can talk about your experiences in your business you can get your customers to share their thoughts and experiences so you're giving third party uh, testimonial that is really important and I'd also say connections to social media nobody but nobody should should in any business of any kind not have a presence on social media and I don't mean all the hundreds of thousands of possibilities I mean the very basics Facebook Twitter um, and YouTube I would say that they are on LinkedIn, obviously. LinkedIn is really important um, for coaches and consultants. Um, we have a, a big presence on LinkedIn. We've built that up over the years, um, but it doesn't take long to get started. And we would definitely recommend you have those because you're going to, you're going to, 
attract different people from different from different fields and different people search on different uh, medias just because that's the way they are and you want to get all of them because you want to grow your business. So another big thing for, for you um, as a, a thing you need to think about that most businesses don't think about enough, in my opinion, and that's who's your target market. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, once you know who your target market is, your ideal customer, you know, their age, what they like, what they don't like, how many kids they've got, you know, and you might not think listening to this that all that is relevant to you. But if you sit down and you write it out, you write down what cars they drive, what holidays they take, where they're likely to take them, how much they're likely to spend, how books much their income read, is, magazines. books they read, films they watch. The reason you need this information is because you, you will create what we call an avatar, so your ideal, your ideal customer. The th- reason you need that is because you can then, A, find out where they hang out online, and where you need to put your ads and you can also you can also talk to them in the way they need to be spoken to the way that they understand and you know you do that every day when you're talking to your clients physically in some way shape or form you speak their language so that they understand what you're saying. You need to be able to do exactly the same thing online, whether that's in video, audio, or whether it's in writing in your on your website, you need to be able to communicate in a way that they want to be spoken to and how they understand it. So that is really, really important because once you know that, you can then define where you're going to advertise because, you know, if you go back to... You know, let's say newspaper advertising. You used to, you know, people or the what we over here called yellow pages, which was a book, a, a directory this thick, full of business adverts. If you look at it nowadays, it's this thick. That's right. uh, you, can't, you can't see it because you're an audience. Minute. So you're going thin. from three inches thick to like half an inch thick. Same thing has happened here. Our yellow pages advertising used to be huge business. If you were a local coach you could advertise yourself in the right niche, yep. put a big ad, and your problem of getting people to pick up the phone and call you was pretty much over. And yep. today that is not the case, so you've gotta find another way to do it. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me back up just a little bit. I wanna make sure that we're on the same page because you said something inter- interesting the other day, and I know, you're, I know I interrupted you mid-thought, so I'll bring you back to the yellow pages here in a second. But you're talking about what's needed on on the website. And if I'm hearing you right, when you're talking about branding, you're talking about creating the same kind of relationship online that you have been creating offline. So you're looking at providing value, serving your customer, giving them good information, and also giving them the right kind of look and impression that says, hey, I'm a professional, you can trust me. So that's that's the basics. At some point, that website needs to be a portal into doing business. Yep. So what I'd like you to address after you finish your Yellow Pages thought is, how do you use your website to collect client information so that you can start to transition the relationship from online now to one-on-one, whether that's live in the office or whether that's over Skype or over the internet or in some other, some other way? Okay. 
just to go back to the yellow pages just yep, for a I'll second. Let, I'll let you finish. No, that's all right. <laughs> it feeds beautifully no, it, into it that, was on, It was only because, you know, when people advertise in those pages, they would spend thousands and thousands of pounds or dollars, depending on where you are in the, in the world. Um, and But the thing was is they never knew, A, whether it really worked. Right. And B, people would tend to go in about four or five different directories and they never knew which one worked. Sure. So it was like sort of throwing lots of money at the at, at the wall and saying, well, hopefully some of it will stick and somebody will pick up the phone and, and talk to me. Because they never measured anything, really. Well, it was very difficult Just, to measure phone numbers and that in those days. It was yeah. very difficult. To have we, a, we put some systems in with clients we worked we with, did. but it was difficult. Very and expensive. Difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. expensive. Yeah, but so, it does feed beautifully, doesn't it? Into so your question. nowadays, nowadays, your website needs to have uh, two things. It has to have a way of delivering something that your client might want, and it has to have a way of collecting their information in exchange for whatever it is you're delivering. Now, you might be delivering let's say some sort of uh, electronic information so an ebook or something that you've written that gives them the basics or answers some questions and that's normally one of the best ways of dealing with it is think about the questions that your your customers ask you write it out on a sheet of paper or a couple of sheets of paper call it a book or a report or White paper. Know, 10 top tips or, you know, your questions answered, whatever you want to call it, and create that and put it on your website and show people that it's available to them because what that does is they come to your website, they've got some questions and they've got a way of instantly getting them answered without having to talk to anybody. And, you know, people... People are on the internet 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, you know, even your customers, even if you're working in a local area, you know, they could be researching you at 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, you have to have that information available and people expect it to be available nowadays. So that's one thing that you can do, but you have to find a way of saying, well, I can give you this. But the only way I can give it to you is I can send it to you in an email. So if you give me your email address, I can send it to you. So it's a perfectly logical swap of information. And, you know, you have to be careful as the as the recipient of the email that you don't use that email for purposes that it hasn't been collected for. Um, because there is such a thing as the Anti-Spam Act, and we hate all this stuff when stuff comes through our email box or junk mail, whatever you like to call it. So... You need to understand and tr find out how these sort of things work. It isn't difficult to do, I can assure you. Um, we use something called an autoresponder, and there are many, many autoresponders out there. Um, you know, the two, the two biggest are something called Aweber and GetResponse. They do a very similar job. They're just in direct competition and look slightly different. And they are perfect for a solopreneur, yeah, small perfect business, for small businesses perfect. because they're not expensive. But what do they do for you? Well, that, that person who's visited your website and said, oh, yes, I, I, I'd like your information, here's my email address, or even better, and this depends on where about what sort of, what sort of market you're in, what sort of business you're in. You, know, you might just collect an email. You might also want a name. You might also want a phone number. You know? Name is great if you can get yeah. it. Na I, personally, nowadays, we tend to go for name and email. 
because we don't need phone numbers. But if your business requires a phone number for some reason and the customer understands the reason that you're that they're giving you that num- that information. You know, they don't want to be they don't want cold calls and, you know, salesmen getting on the phone trying to pitch them stuff. You know, that's not what this is about. This is about the start of building a relationship. So they're giving you information in exchange for value that you're going to give to them. Now, your autoresponder, which is an online, it's an online program which basically collects your customers or your potential customers' information. And it does it automatically. Now, if you're really, if you want to take this to the next level, and we would suggest that you do, you set up a series of automated emails so that you don't have anything to do with this. Obviously, the first email is going to say, you asked for our information, here it is. And you send them an email, you send them an email with a link to the information where they can click on it and see the information, print it, download it, do whatever they want to do with it. Whatever you've promised, you must deliver and more. Because you might actually say in that email, well, in actual fact, thank you for requesting that, but did you know I've got this other information which might help you even further? And you can have that for free as well. So all of a sudden, you've you've gone well past their expectations of what they were asking for originally. So you can then use that email to build a relationship with that person by continually sending them emails on a regular basis. Biggest question is how regular. Depends on what business you're in, what market you're in, and what your customers are likely to expect. You know, if they would expect a newsletter from you once a week, send them a newsletter once a week. If they expect to hear from you every day, send them something every day. But only you can decide that. But the point is, is you can make it automated. And different customers may want a different level of contact. Correct. And so depending on how they're coming to you, depending on what you're offering them, they may expect one thing over here and then over there. They may expect a totally different thing. So you may be emailing one group weekly. You may be emailing one group monthly. You may be emailing another group daily, just depending on what kind of relationship you have. But this idea that you're using your website to build a relationship, to create a personal connection through video, through audio, through the written word, and then you're offering something of value in exchange for permission to continue to connect and deepen that relationship is important. And one of the things that I want to point out is that notice what Chris and Susan are talking about. They're talking about one person connecting with and serving another person. What the internet has allowed us to do is the internet allows us to connect and develop relationships in new ways. And email is one way to do that. You've already been, if you've been in business offline in any capacity, you've already been building relationships. The same rules that you've been abiding by offline will translate over into an online context. And the beauty is, is that as you seek to serve, develop, and cultivate these relationships, business can and does happen more easily than it ever has before with people all over the world. Yeah, that's absolutely right, because you have to remember the objective, the objective is to get people to buy from you when they're ready to buy. Yeah. 
because you know everybody has a buying cycle mm-hmm. you know, we start to research something we get an idea in our head which says um i think i want to go and do or buy whatever it is we start some research we always start online nowadays or we might go on social media, which is another t- topic altogether, but it's something somewhere you need something you need to consider. Um, but the thing is, is they go through <coughs> go through a, <coughs> excuse me they go through a purchasing journey, and you know they they start their research and then they might decide on a model or a, or a place or where they're likely to find whatever it is they want. Then they might decide on a colour or a person. Then they might decide on how far they're prepared to travel. You know, there's a whole raft of questions that people have going through their heads depending on what service that you're offering and at some point they're ready to buy and so you have to be in their mind when they're ready to make that decision you know they're ready to pick up the phone and talk to you or they're prepared to get their card out and buy something online whatever it is you're you're you're, you're offering um, and therefore that is why you're building this relationship and you always have to remember that that's the objective of the email and the relationship building. You want them to spend their money with you. They're going to spend it somewhere. Exactly. Why not? Otherwise, they wouldn't have been online looking in the first place. They wouldn't have clicked on the ad. They wouldn't have gone to the social media post. They wouldn't have gone to your website and watched a video then opted in to an email list so that they could get your e- so that they could get their your ebook mailed to them for example. So this is brilliant advice. Now we we probably need to move in the direction of winding things up. So let me just ask what is the what is your last parting advice that you can give today to a solopreneur, coach, consultant, small business owner that's looking to get their message out to the world? Uh, just do it. <laughs> I think that it sums it up. Everything that we've suggested, we know from personal experience, um, having been in the place that you are, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely works. Uh, you work through the requirements to expand your business online. You learn the marketing uh, that's going to help you to get there, and then you implement mm-hmm. it. And there is nothing better than doing that. And then measuring the results that you get, rinse and repeat, um, and just keep doing it. And those things that work, you do more of. And those things that didn't, you don't do them anymore. Beautiful. I love so it. Measure, rinse, and repeat. That's that's, that's great it. advice. And and, and I and uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Chris. That's all right. It's not a problem. So I think the other thing, I think you have to be, I said it earlier on, you have to be open and you have to be prepared to accept advice from people who know better than you. You know, if you're a, if you're a chiropractor or a car mechanic, you're not going to know about internet marketing. The thing is, is you need to find an expert and work with somebody who is prepared to work with you to develop your business. And, you know, as Susan said, the thing is, is marketing is a it, marketing is one of those things that you never know the results until the results are in. Some will work and some won't. And, you know, if the ones you do, first of all, don't work, don't say this marketing thing doesn't work. It's only that one element of marketing didn't work for you. So you just have to be prepared to uh, 
you have to be prepared to invest some money to expand your business because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. The more money you invest, if you do it right, you're going to make more profit, more sales. So That's it with our accountant's hat on. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful <laughs> advice. Beautiful advice from Chris and Susan Be Beasley coming to us from London, near London, anyway. Yeah. And it this is a business that you're in. It needs to be treated like such. And marketing is simply a skill. It's an art and a skill. And the skill set part of marketing can be mastered. Day by day, little by little, moving forward, and eventually coming to something that brings you in a tremendous amount of business. So if... Our listeners wanted to find out more about you. Do you have a website you could refer them back to, um, a place where they could contact you? We do indeed. Um, you can find all of that information on what we call our branded website. It is chrisandsusanbeasley.com. We brand ourselves by our name. And how do you spell your last name? It is B-E-E-S-L-E-Y. -E -E okay. Thanks for being on the show. And we will definitely have you back. I think, Susan, I want to pick your brain a little bit about social media marketing and what you do there because I know you're you're brilliant there. So, Thank you. It would be an absolute pleasure. Okay. Sounds good. Have a good day. If you like today's show, you'll absolutely love the coaching, training, and products that Christian and I have put together. You can find out more information by going to www willandchristian.com. You can also reach out to the office at 801-203-3405. Again, that's www.willandchristian.com.